Welcome to the Northside Baseball Podcast. I am your host, Josh Wiener, a lifelong Cubs fan for over 40 years. This is a show dedicated to having conversations about the Chicago Cubs and, yes, other teams and topics in Major League Baseball from time to time. This is a relaxed and casual atmosphere and community with like-minded fans. Thank you for tuning in, and now, let's talk about Northside Baseball. Welcome to the show, and thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to this episode. We are talking about the next 10% of the 2022 regular season. So after the next 17 games, approximately another 10%, give or take, the season is just about 20% complete. And the Chicago Cubs sit at 13 and 20 with a winning percentage of 394. Not really great. Been a rough past 10% of games. And I'm going to break it down for you a little bit. So the six series that went on in the last 17 games were the Cubs went one and two in Atlanta. 1-2 and two in Milwaukee, 0-2 versus the White Sox at home, 0-3 versus the Dodgers at home. That pretty much was to be expected. And then they pick things up on the next road trip, going 2-1 and one and winning the series in San Diego, and 2-1 and one and winning the series in Arizona. Now, with this record... There were not many highlights, but a couple of highlights were two starts by Kyle Hendricks versus the Padres on May 9th. He went eight and two thirds, giving up three hits, one walk, striking out seven and picking up the win. In his next start against the Arizona Diamondbacks on May 14th, he went five and two thirds innings, gave up one earned run, two walks, two strikeouts, picked up a no decision but the team won the game. The offense finally showed up in the San Diego series, scoring 17 runs in three games, as opposed to the 12 runs in the previous nine games where the offense went a little anemic. You know, with a losing season thus far, this team is starting to remind me of the 2012 Cubs that lost 100 games. I don't think this team is that bad. I think they got off to a rough start. And I think there's time for them to turn it around. But to summarize and break it down even further in my little categories that I like to keep track of to try to determine whether or not the season is going well or not. In one-run games over this 10%, the Cubs were 1-3. And overall for the season, three wins, eight losses, and one run games. I'll explain a little bit more about that in a moment. When they score four or more runs, the Cubs were four and one over these 17 games. Ten wins, five losses overall when scoring four runs or more. At home, 
They were 0 and 5 and bringing their overall home record to four wins and 11 losses. Not great. On the road, they were 6 and 6. Nine wins, nine losses overall on the road. Now, these categories, winning one run games, I feel is important because it shows how your bullpen measures up, but at the same time, it all depends on whether or not you're leading or coming from behind and fall short. But one run games usually can have a huge impact on whether or not you make the playoffs. Additionally, the Cubs historically, and probably most teams in baseball, tend to fare better when they score four or more runs of offense. Now, in order to make the playoffs, ideally you would have a winning record at home and play 500 or better on the road. So at home, there's seven games under 500 as of this summary and 500 exactly on the road. So they're playing as they need to on the road, but they have to improve that record at the friendly confines of Wrigley Field. In the next 10% of the season, which will take us to 30% of the season being completed on this next update, they will have 11 home games and 6 games on the road. So hopefully they can turn it around at home and have a winning record at home, play 500 or better on the road, and maybe make up some ground. It's going to be a little different this year because there's those extra playoff teams known as the third wild card. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Cubs could still be in contention. It's not like years past. Breaking down those series upcoming, they will have three against the Pirates at home, four against the Diamondbacks at home, Then they travel to Cincinnati to play the Reds for four. Over to the South Side to play the White Sox for two. And then they wrap up this next 10% with four games against the Milwaukee Brewers played at Wrigley Field, including a doubleheader on Memorial Day. So hopefully we can get some things turned around as I am recording this. On May 17th, the Cubs have won the first two games against the Pittsburgh Pirates at home. So they have a 2-0 record at home so far. And hopefully that will continue. Now I'd like to close out this episode just with a few Cubs nuggets, little news tidbits. There is an MLB.com article titled, One Quick Fix for Every Team. And for the Cubs... Their recommendation was to move on from the Frank Schwindel experiment. He was a fun story last year, but at a 252 on base percentage with two homers on pace so far, the Cubs don't have much use for a nearly 30 year old journeyman at first base. Put Alfonso Rivas out there every day for now and see what you've got. I tend to agree with this. I'm pretty much done with Frank Schwindel. 
it was a feel good story last year. I kind of tuned out after Rizzo was traded and everybody else for that matter. Um, he kind of came out of nowhere as far as I'm concerned, but yeah, he's not the long-term solution. I don't even want him in the short term. No offense to the guy, but he's a bench player at best and should not be the designated hitter and certainly should not be batting cleanup for this team. One other Cubs-related thing in terms of one quick fix for every team that I found interesting was the Yankees' recommendation was to start calling the Cubs to initiate a trade for Wilson Contreras. Now, I don't know much about Yankee prospects or any up-and-comers, but the irony would be is if we could get Gliber Torres back for Wilson Contreras. I know that we gave him up to get Aroldis Chapman in 2016, and while that panned out for a title and a trophy, uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't want Gliber Torres back. In other news, Cubs first base prospect Bryce Ball is balling out at AA Tennessee. The 24-year-old is on fire to start the season at AA, and you can check out the full article at ontapsportsnet.com. Bryce Ball was one of the prospects the Cubs got in exchange for trading Jock Peterson to the Braves last summer. Cubs prospect Ed Howard to miss the rest of the season with a hip injury. Howard, age 20, was injured trying to elude a tag on a wide throw to first base in the ninth inning of a game May 10th, twisting to his left as he strode full speed across the bag, then tumbling past the base in visible pain. He is expected to make a full recovery, though no timeline was given. And lastly, there were some call-ups to the major leagues today as I record this May 17th from AA. Brandon Hughes, 26-year-old left-handed pitcher, actually debuted in tonight's game. In AA, he had pitched 12 innings, not given up a single run, and in his major league debut, he pitched one and two-thirds innings, striking out all five outs, walking just one. And according to the Twitter account Stats by Stats, Brandon Hughes is the first pitcher in the modern era to get five-plus outs in his MLB debut, all via strikeout. The other call-up was infielder Chris Morell. He had one at-bat tonight as a pinch hitter. Started out with an 0-2 count, but he worked it to a 3-2 count, took a deep breath, and crushed the next pitch 417 estimated feet out to Waveland Avenue. What a debut for both guys, and looking forward to more exciting plays from these two guys on the Cubs. So, that's it. This season is officially 20-ish percent over. And hopefully the next 10% will have the team playing a little bit better. That's all for this episode. And until the next one. 
that is the final score on this episode. Thank you for joining me for a little bit of your day. Head on over to northsidebaseball.com forward slash forum. That's F-O-R-U-M to join the discussion today. If you're not already a forum member, take a few minutes to register an account. If you enjoyed the podcast, do me a favor and take a couple of moments to like, rate, or provide a review wherever you consume your podcast content. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at NSBB Podcast. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you for the next one here on the Northside Baseball Podcast.